I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Like a Midas touch by the very first time. I make decisions with my wallet, not my mind. Too much money for one person to control. Hello and welcome to Too Much Money, the podcast that asks, does being a billionaire make you crazy or do you need to be crazy to be a billionaire? I am Dori Shafrir. And I am Joe Piazza and we are your hosts for this crazy podcast. We are. We're not. We're not billionaires. We're still not billionaires. But, you know, we carry on. We persevere. We do. We We carry on. I want to. I'm glad you said that, Dory. I'm always glad that you, that when we point out that we are not billionaires, because <laughs> I do want to tell you that there's one thing I'd like to do when you and I collectively win the lottery, because we've kind of agreed that you know if one Ooh, of us yes. wins, the yes. other the yes. other one wins, because yeah. we're in this billionaire thing together. Um, totally. And we and we've also talked about the fact before that like I'm not a spendy person. Like I don't mm-hmm. I don't care about cars. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like if I had a gazillion dollars, I would probably still drive my Subaru and like mm-hmm. live in the same sized house. I don't. I could care less about fancy jewelry. Mm-hmm. Like these things, mm-hmm. these things do not interest me. Mm-hmm. You know, my one, I, I have a, I have a couple things, and one of them is that I love traveling, so I want to mm-hmm. be able to travel however yes. I want and whenever I want, and to make that enjoyable for all the members of my family. Totally, yeah, yes. like that would be that would be sweet. That's like that's that's my my millionaire thing. If I get rich, I just I want to be able to travel. Easily, easily. Uh, but I also, I'd like to get my pilot's license. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I, I think I, like, that, I, that's something I would really, me. right? I think, yeah, it's like a surprising Joe Piazza fact. I would yeah. love I would love to get a pilot's license. Um, and I know that I can probably do that without becoming a billionaire. But who has the time right now to 
to Truly. do that. There's, yeah, you know, no, there's, for sure. there's babies and books, but like maybe one of these days before I'm too old to fly a plane, I will get, I will get a pilot's license. You know, that sounds, that seems like a nice thing to do. I love this for you. I love this as a life goal. I love the idea that you could, you know, tote me around in your private plane. <laughs> Mm, yeah, no, and I'll I, and I will, and I will do I will do that. But you know, like I don't even I really just want to fly the planes. I don't even need to own one. I don't. It's right, okay. like right, I can right. borrow. I can borrow yes. other people's planes, or maybe like a yes. plane share. If there's such plane a thing share. as a plane totally. share, yeah, yes, yeah. Um, but the thing is, like, really, really rich people are not satisfied with that level mm. of life goal. They're not like, I just want to be a pilot. No, no, right. no, no, no. Mm-mm, right. Mm-mm. Right. No, no. They, they think bigger than that. They do. They don't, they, they do. don't just want, they don't just want a pilot's license. They want to own a whole airline. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I see where you're going with this. Please go on. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you are a rich dude, I'm sorry. Why? Why is I it? Know. Why is it so many dudes? So many dudes. I know. Owning your own airline does seem to be a badge of honor, despite the fact that we all know that airlines are an impossible business. <laughs> Right. And seem like a lot of, of headache. <laughs> like a lot so, of agita. So much agita. So much. Although, you know, this dovetails with another one of your interests, Joe, because as as you have written about, and as we I think a lot of people know, Ballerina Farm's father in law is the founder of JetBlue. Indeed, indeed, indeed. It all Baller- comes back to Ballerina Farm. <laughs> Everything really comes back to Ballerina Farm. <laughs> Everything comes full circle, full circle with Ballerina Farm. And, and for for those members of our audience who do not listen <laughs> to my other podcast, Under the Influence, uh, which Ballerina- you should, <laughs> you should. It's great. Um, Ballerina Farm is an Instagram influencer who kind of cosplays poverty on this ranch in Utah and tries to sell you all kinds of homesteading things and meat for stupid amounts of money. And she's got like uh-huh. eight children. She's the current Mrs. America. She's very pretty in the face. If you like that kind of blonde she's Barbie thing. Pretty in the face. Pretty in the face. <laughs> I'm becoming a Sicilian grandmother, Dory. I am. I think that my Sicilian great-great-grandmother is actually like just inhabiting my body now. Oh my and um, but every everyone thinks, oh, they're just like these nice little not everyone, but you know, people think, oh, they're, they're just these nice little farmers with eight children. No, they they are so rich because she's married to the heir of JetBlue. Right. Yeah. 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 So there's I money. There's detail. money in airlines. There's money in airlines. Yeah. But they are they're a hard business. But it is a status symbol. Like it's a big. For I think sure. it's a, a big kind of like you know junk measuring contest of. Well, I've, I've I don't just have a private plane. I got an airline. I've got a whole, I have an whole hair. Uh, yeah, I've a, got a whole, whole airline. A whole airline. Yeah. A whole fleet. I mean, the most famous rich dude 
to really do this and to do it well, to be honest, is clearly Sir Richard Branson. Yes. And well, also because he has made, he has kind of made his name synonymous with Virgin. Like, I think the average person could not tell you like who the founder of JetBlue was. He's not a household name, but Richard Branson is a household name and you know that he is the founder of Virgin. Totally, totally. And is also the most delightful rich dude I've ever met. I have to tell you. Not that I, not that I have like met so many rich dudes and I've met my I've met a fair share of them sure being being a gossip columnist right like I used to see Trump all the time and cover Trump all the time and anytime I wrote something hilarious about him usually about his hair he would personally call the New York Daily News and be very angry and be like Joe you can't talk about me like that it's but so he is not my favorite he was the original name searcher (laughs) The original. Exactly. (laughs) Not my favorite rich dude. Sir Richard Branson is my favorite rich dude because when I was a travel writer, I went from San Francisco to Hawaii on their first flight that they were doing and interviewed him on the plane. We talked for like a half an hour and it was such a good interview. And then when we got off the plane, I realized every reporter's nightmare that I hadn't (gasps) recorded it. No, no. Oh, Joe, Joe, Joe. That like, oh God, that gives me such like, oh, I know, ugh. I know. Yeah, we've all been there. We've we've all, all been we've there. all been there. But he was so lovely that he just did the entire interview again. Oh my God, that's a real mensch. That's a real mensch. I mean, to be honest, I was so much hotter back then. <laughs> So I I mean I wouldn't have minded talking to me for another half an hour but sure. I do think he was just a nice guy. Yeah, wow. Wow. Yes. Yes. Okay. But Sir Sir Richard Branson yes. is definitely not the first rich guy to purchase an airline. In fact, Donald Trump also had an airline. Trump Air, that's right. Trump Trump Air. The 80s were a crazy time for for airlines because of market about Trump Air. Yes, yes. market de- market deregulation. And so Trump decided that he would get into the airline business and he started of doing of course he did, obviously. Yeah. And so he started doing kind of commuter shuttles, but he wanted commuter airline shuttles to be less utilitarian and more luxurious sure okay so so he acquired a bunch of airlines and then spent over a million dollars on each plane to revamp them to be very trumpy oh my god what do you think what do you think he did like he did he did the very trump thing like, I'm what do you think it was? Like, well, I'm thinking gold fixtures. Gold bathrooms. Yep. Gold, gold bathrooms. <laughs> Look, he he loves a gold bathroom. <laughs> and keep and keep in mind, a million dollars in the 80s, a million dollars is a lot of money now. These planes were only worth about four million dollars. And he spent one million dollars to like gold bathroom them, marble bathroom them, chrome seat belts. Have you ever gotten on an, on an airplane and been like, Wish this seatbelt was chrome. You know, Joe, 
that that particular thought has never actually crossed my mind. I have to admit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Never thought about it. You will now. You'll think never, about it now. Yeah, I will. I certainly will now. I next time, will next now. time you get on a plane. Um, it, there, wow. there were also there were also very tr- other Trumpy features. They served Trump steaks on the plane. Of course they did. Yeah, obviously, obviously, yeah. you could rent a laptop computer on the plane, which was that was that was probably a really nice feature back then. Wow, the laptop probably weighed like fifteen pounds. Oh my god! How, like, how big was a laptop in nineteen eighty? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oh God! Okay. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, he had this airline, and it was actually doing fine. He was picking up market share against Pan Am, and then he got Pan very Don- Pan Am, <laughs> Pan Am, Pan Am. He got very Donald Trump about it, and he started speaking out and criticizing Pan Am, like criticizing uh-huh. their safety record. Uh-huh. And, yeah. and his his quote is, "I'm not criticizing Pan Am. I'm just speaking facts." It was Trump has always been Trump. I don't know why anyone is ever surprised. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. He, yeah, he's always been himself. And and then, you know, that comment about Pan Am came, came back to, you know, really kick him in his own ass when one of the oh, Trump really? planes. Yeah. Because one of the Trump planes then suffered a, a failure, like a, a no, a nose oh, gear. No. Failure. And he needed, and he needed Pan Am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, but this is this is what he said after after this 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 happened. He said it was the most beautiful landing you've ever seen. It went sure. all the way down down the runway. By the time it landed no. at the end, the front it just went touched, down the runway. Touched, <laughs> touched very softly. Everybody got off. Nobody was injured. They were shaken up, but they were fine. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. And so anyway, they they were they were hemorrhaging money because again, airlines are hard businesses to run. Yeah. And totally. they'd they'd spent over half of the money that it had cost to buy it in the first place v- very quickly within the first 18 months. Um so that is that, that is just that's one example of the, the massive massively weird airline things that were happening in the 80s in addition to smokers air. Did you ever hear about what? Smoker's Air? No, yeah. I'm no, I don't know about Smoker's Air. Oh, yeah. my God. And, is it what it air, sounds like? It's exactly <laughs> what it sounds like. There was an airline oh, that no. was also also launched in the 80s because people were not supposed to smoke on planes anymore. Right, that was, yes. That was catering to smokers. That was like, okay, we are, we oh, are the, only, the only airline that you can smoke on. That's us, <laughs> Smoker's Air. I really hope the flight attendants were also smokers. I they would have to be. They would have to be because, like, why else? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and there was there was also at one point a Hooters Air, but that is a different episode. Okay. Yes, I did know about Hooters Air. I did not know about Smokers Air. Smokers Air, clearly. But you you could kind of see the market. People like it is easy to forget how much people loved smoking. Oh yeah, I mean, Joe. When you started college, when you filled out like your roommate questionnaire, was there a question about whether or not you smoked? Yeah, of course there was. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. it was also like, do you smoke? And also like, would you be okay with a roommate who smoked? Because yes. the assumption was that 
people who smoked would smoke in their dorm rooms. Yes. And there was also- With their smoking roommate. Mm -hmm. With their smoking roommate. And there was a smoking section in the dining hall. Yes. Yes. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like now that that seems like we grew up in the 50s. (laughs) Like when you say that. It totally, it totally seems like we grew up in the 50s because I, well, I also, when I started at, in newspapers, people smoked in the newsroom. Oh, well, yes. I mean, yeah. When like, I, I mean, I, I remember like, I, I started interning in the Trenton Bureau of the Times, like, yes. you know, in the, in the, in the Capitol, in the State House, and I, it just, everyone smoked. Well, when I worked freelance for the Daily News, briefly in 2010 a certain irish features editor still smoked in her office (laughs) that irish features editor used to make me smoke a pack of cigarettes with her almost every night of fashion week why am i not surprised and get real and get real into the cups yeah i was gonna say i'm sure she probably also made you get wasted hammered um, okay hammered, hammered. totally hammered. well but, so should we should we take a break or yeah we should introduce what we're actually well, talking about i i do i just i got carried away with aviation I mean, history there's a lot to talk about <laughs> there is there is the okay so we've we've talked about trump air we've talked about smokers smokers air the smoking airline i think it was called something else but i just call it smokers air uh by far, the strangest airline to emerge out of this period of airline deregulation has to be MGM Grand Air, which is Let an that airline. Sink in. Yes, MG- <laughs> MGM <laughs> Grand, as in the hotel in Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. And this is an airline that was created just to cater. Two celebrities. Oh my God. Okay. Before we take a break, I do just want to remind everyone to please email us at too much money podcast at gmail.com. We love getting your emails. Um, they entertain us, they, gi- they give us ideas. Um, yes. Yeah, so please email us too much money podcast at gmail.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, we are back. We are ba- we we are back with today in aviation history. <laughs> Joe's aviation corner. <laughs> you didn't know that I was an aviation geek, did you, Dor? Joe, I did not. But oh. I love this about you. Like you know, you contain multitudes, and I love this aspect of you. <laughs> I do. I do. I wasn't as big an aviation geek until I married. Nick Astor, who isn't a geek. He's a freak. Okay. A freak. He can tell you he has every airline route in the world memorized. No, stop. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. If someone's like, hey, I'm taking the Delta flight to Paris, he'll be like, no, he'll be like, no, it's not Delta. It's it's American or it's this because Delta doesn't fly from there to there. No, he has the entire airline map of the world memorized. In addition to a spreadsheet, he has a spreadsheet of every flight he's ever taken. And he has a spreadsheet of every flight he's ever taken. Yeah. And, you know, the the surprise in your voice is interesting because (laughs) now that, you know, now that I am his wife and he has three children, he has Uh a separate spreadsheet for each of our stop flight histories now. Stop. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. Joe. Yeah. I'm I I I'm amazed and I love this. I like, it's you know, so it's, it's so weird. <laughs> it's it's so <gasps> weird. And but the thing is, he's out of town right now, so I haven't even brought this up to him yet that we are doing an episode oh. on on MGM Grand Air. So I oh. think when I think when this is over at the end of the episode. I'll I'll tell him, and I just I need to see what comes out of his mouth because oh he's gonna have he's gonna have something in that weird brain of his. He's about probably MGM gonna be Grand. like hurt. Yeah, he's gonna be hurt that you didn't like consult him. Totally, totally. But when he's out of town for business, I pretend he's dead because that's the easiest way for me to parent. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Okay. I can't. I just can't have him texting me at night, being like, "Hey." like a really busy day going out to dinner and I'm like I right know, I'm like you're like dying okay. right now yeah, yeah so totally. okay MGM Grand Air MGM they only they only flew one route which doesn't seem like a great business plan to okay. me I mean yep. I don't what do I know I don't even have what a pilot's you, license you know? yeah what do I know exactly. what do you know and it was Los Angeles to New York Oh, mm-hmm. this surprises me. I thought it would have been Los Angeles to Las Vegas. <laughs> oh well, you, wait, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get into that in a little bit, okay? But this okay. is this is for celebrities who it's almost. But we were just talking about shuttles when we were talking about Trump Air yes. and the commu- the commuter airlines 
were so big in the 80s and, and probably into the 90s to go from New York to D.C. Like important people were like, I'm just taking the shuttle from New York to D.C. Well, there's a there's a famous uh, shuttle scene in Nora Ephron's Heartburn. I was just going to talk about heartburn, Dory. We share a brain, okay? We do. We share a brain. <laughs> we share a brain. Because Nora Ephron, in, also in her essays and in Heartburn, she makes it sound like taking the shuttle is just a taxi. Well, because at the time it basically was. Like you like walked onto the plane and then you handed the flight attendant your ticket. Yes. Like it was like yes. taking a bus. <laughs> it, it it was like taking a bus. And I, it was cheap too. It, it yeah, was not it was that, totally. It was, totally cheap and no security, right? Like now we don't no, want to take nothing. planes because we have to get there early and go through security. No, this was this was easy. And so MGM I mean, Grand Chair. To be fair, to be fair, the the 70s were like the height of the hijack. Like there were a lot of actual hijackings in the 1970s. So like True. I get it, but also how cool to just like stroll up to like LaGuardia and just get on the shuttle to dc like hand over like 20 bucks like i think you could buy the ticket on the plane you would buy the ticket on the plane and while you're <laughs> yeah. smoking a cigarette while right, you're exactly. smoking <laughs> you're smoking a cigarette and you just hand over a 20 right oh my god yes so i can't even imagine after doing this research it feels like the mgm grand air was supposed to feel like the shuttle between los angeles and new york for all the famous people that are going back and forth much like political people were going back and forth from D.C. to New York. Right, 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 right. Um, and this is also, pr- you, you have to remember, private jets existed, but not like they do now. Like now, mm-hmm. private now private jets okay. are much more ubiquitous. So this did feel like a special thing. Like So, so like so- everyone flew commercial. A lot, a lot of people flew commercial. More people, way more people flew commercial than they do now. I feel like celebrities, the majority of celebrities fly private now. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I don't actually know, but it, but it seems that way. Well, how often, you, you live in LA and you fly to the East Coast. How often do you see celebrities on planes? Well... You, I would say you see celebrities loosely defined pretty often. Mm. Like I would say A-list celebrities tend to not fly commercial, but like B, C, D, E list yeah, celebrities, fair, they're, fair they're, flying, they're flying commercial. They might fair be in point. first class, but they're, most of them are flying commercial. True. true. I, saw Cal- I saw Colin Farrell last time I was tr- flying to Rome. And he was flying, you know, first class in that fir- that that nice first class right. check in yes. at JFK. Mm-hmm. Yes, they have one of those at LAX. Also, we d- yeah. we did it, and it was really nice. Oh, okay, okay. We were not fl- we were not flying first class. It's just that we put our um, daycare and preschool on the credit card, so we get a lot of points. Oh my god, that's hilarious! Yeah, yeah. Well, Nick, Nick Astor is also very good at maximizing points. If anyone wants him to do an audit of their point system, you wow. too can check in next to Colin Farrell. <laughs> you can. You can. Okay. Okay. So MGM, MGM, MGM Air. Air. One route, LA, New York, highly limited passengers. Each flight was not going to have more than 33 passengers okay. at a time. 
and okay. each plane had five flight attendants. So, oh, so personalized service here. Super personalized service. Like the whole plane, it was a whole, everything was first class. The whole plane was first class. Mm, okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, one article that I read about it describes the interior of the plane as looking like an episode of Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. <laughs> that tracks. That tracks. It tracks. It tracks. It tracks. And, you know, I had mentioned Trump Air and the gold, the golden bathrooms. This, this is very similar. Okay. They mm. were both, they were both examples of just the kind of what I like to call 80s cocaine opulence. Yes. 80s. Yes. 80s excess. Yes. 80s, 80s excess. Now I'm going to back up. I want to back up a little bit. Okay. Because I want to talk about the billionaire who created mm-hmm. MGM Grand mm-hmm. Air. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about him. He is a gentleman named Kirk Kirkorian. Uh-huh. And he was born to Armenian immigrants in 1917. He he was an older gentleman by the time he started MGM Air. He mm-hmm. he became a pilot. He flew in World War II. And when the war was over, he started buying surplus military planes and then reselling them. Like he was, he was, he was kind of like a like a fixer, fixer upper flipper of military airplanes. Okay, okay. So this is this is the late forties, early fifties. Vegas is just becoming a thing. Now, okay. yep. mm-hmm. in the post-war years. Yep. And so he decided to take some of these planes that he was buying and refurbishing to fly people to Vegas. Even that early? That early. That early. It just, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I mean, according according to this this research, it was 1947. And he started shuttling people from all over the place to Vegas, which was brand new. I mean, it was just this city that had yeah. kind of sprung up in the desert to cater to sin. Totally. Yes. And wow, so that okay. that is when he got his first taste of how much people would spend to gamble because people are paying for these airplane tickets. Like it's a brand new thing. It's probably not that safe either, but people are like, I must, right. I must get to Vegas. I must get to Vegas. Now, and this might be, this might've been outside of the scope of your research, mm-hmm. but my understanding was that for a long time, Vegas was like run by the mob. Indeed. Indeed, indeed, it was. I mean, are you asking me me this as the author of the upcoming blockbuster novel, (laughs) The Sicilian Inheritance? I am, Joe. I am. uh, Because now I view you as an authority on anything mob related, whether or not it takes place in Sicily or not. Um, Did he have to like pay off the mob for any of this? Like, what, what do you know if he had any sort of affiliation with the mafia or... Clearly, I don't I don't think that you could be involved in Las Vegas. That, I mean, that's kind of my sense. Right? At the time. Like, at the time and not have some affiliation. 
Exactly. Is my my sense. Exactly. There is a New York Times story from 1970 Mm -hmm. about crime, crime inquiry, um, tapes, uh, tapes of a nine year old telephone conversation disclosed yesterday indicate that a reputed mafia operator had dealings with Kirk Kerkorian, now the controlling stockholder of Metro Goldwyn Mayor. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. uh-huh. Um, this is what, the, this is great. This is, this story is amazing. I'm so glad, I'm so glad you asked oh. the story. I love it when you ask good questions. Thank you so much. <laughs> in, in the tapes, in the tapes, a man with the voice identified as Mr. Kerkorian offered to fly to New York from California the next day with 20300 in cash for Charles the Blade. Tareen, a convicted bootlegger. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and this gentleman was a reputed mafia leader here in Philadelphia, the greatest city in America, and South Jersey. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lots going on. Lots going on. Lots going on. Why don't we take why don't we take a really quick break here and then we can get into how Kirk Kerkorian actually launched this airline. Okay. Okay. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. All right, we are back. Kirk Kerkorian realizes that there is probably going to be big money in Vegas and in gambling. And so mm-hmm. in the 60s, he bought land in Vegas and he also purchased the Metro Goldwyn Mayer movie studio. Right. Because as one does. 
As why one wouldn't time. you? Why <laughs> wouldn't you buy, like, you know, you, why wouldn't you just buy this movie studio? So he buys the movie studio and then also builds the MGM Grand Casino. But do you think that was enough for Mr. Kerkorian? Of course not. It's never enough for these people. It's, it's never, never enough. It's never enough. It's never enough. He had experience in aviation. He had experience moving rich people, maybe some not so on the up and up ones. He had experience moving them around. So he gets this idea to launch his own airline, MGM Grand Air. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, the the plan was just LA, LAX, and JFK. Okay. But, okay. but it would also sometimes bring people to Vegas, to the casinos. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now we have some more details here. I wanted to give you a little taste before of the over-the-top lifestyles of the rich and famous. By the way, sometimes when people ask me to describe this show, I tell them that it is, it is lifestyles of the rich and famous, but in a podcast. Yes. Sometimes it's lifestyles of the rich and infamous. Totally. Totally. If we ever have to rebrand, it should be lifestyles of the rich and infamous. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <sighs> okay. So you've got a plane. You've, you've got this plane. It's a fleet of Boeing 727s. That means nothing to me. It would definitely mean something to Nick Astor and now to my son, who, in addition to naming all the dinosaurs, can also name <laughs> the different makes and models of airplanes. Oh, my God. Amazing. Anyway, <laughs> it's a normal, it's a pretty normal sized plane, but you've only got 33 passengers plus five crew members, five, five flight crew members in there. Okay. There's a lot, that's, that's a lot of space. It really, it's, it seems like it's even more space than you would get in first class today. Oh, for sure. Yes. That's a ton of space. Like, it reminds, it reminds me of the kinds of planes that you can now take like to the Emirates, right? Like, oh, but even yes, fancier yes, than yes. that, even yes. fancier than that. Yes. So one story that I read about this, and by the way, aviation geeks love the stories about this airline. There are lots of YouTube videos about really? what these planes were like. Yes. Yes. They love oh, so them. Interesting. Okay. I know. I know. So they had there were there were leather swivel chairs. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Meals were served on like really fancy china of course yes there was this these are these are the details that i love though it had a private business center with a fax machine a fax machine so you could fax from the sky you could fax from the sky like doesn't that just seem like the epitome of 80s luxury totally i mean it's like these are you know these are people who have car phones Totally, totally, exactly, exactly. There was also a stand-up cappuccino bar. 
Oh my God. Amazing. Now that is the height mm-hmm. of luxury. Bad. Well, what can you imagine? Like getting your cappuccino at the cappuccino bar while sending a fax. Uh, I mean, talk about multitasking. And it's just, it's living the dream is what it is. It is. It really is. It really is. And then there were also like rooms where you could sleep, which I do think is probably the most useful thing mm, on a plane. Yes. You know, everyone was talking about this this week as we're recording about how Taylor Swift got from Japan to Vegas mm. to get to the Super Bowl. And it just, to me, it was just such a like dumb conversation because I'm like, she's on a private plane where she sleeps. Like, yeah. Right. That, like, exactly. That's, that seems hard. Shut up. Yes. When you're like, when you're, when you're rich, oh life god. is easy. Okay. Yes. They're like, oh my gosh. They're like, oh my god. Like, it must have been so hard for her to get back. No, it wasn't. She took a nap. She took a nap and she woke up in Las Vegas. Shut your mouth. Right. (laughs) And she probably got like a massage. Like it's, she's fine. And like an IV injection, right? right? Exactly. Yes. And she, and she also was probably standing up and getting a cappuccino and faxing things. Oh my God. Yes. And there are, there are other things that were very cutting edge for this time period. Each passenger got a personal VCR so they could watch any video they wanted. Wow. Now that is luxury. That's luxury. That's lu- It is. It is. And a telephone at their seat. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, another another story that I read described the bathrooms to look like Roman bathhouses. Oh boy! <laughs> I, I mean, I guess these are all people. Like, if you think of Donald Trump as the demographic for this airline, like it makes sense, right? Like. You and I are not like, oh, my God, a Roman bathhouse style bathroom. But like, he might be like, oh, yes, I will only pee in a Roman bathhouse. They look celebrities flew it. Okay, they were they were flying people like Axl Rose and Madonna, which I think is just a hilarious like selection uh, to say like, oh, what celebrities were on it? Axl Rose and Madonna. Like that sums it up for me. That sums up totally what sums it was it like. Up. What it was yes. like on these planes. Okay. Yes. 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 And by sums it up, I mean it was a big. It was a fucking party. Right. Like I, it was probably a party. A party in the sky. <laughs> a po- well, that was not their motto. Okay, Dory. Oh. That was not. Okay. That was not I'm MGM sorry. Grand Air's motto. Their motto was. Everything else should be called second class. No. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's kind of genius and hilarious. Like I so know. stupid, but so funny. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty. So celebrities were doing this, but also if you shelled out the money, you could also do it. Like a normal, mm-hmm. a normal-ish person could do it. It was fourteen hundred dollars. In 1980s money wow. for LA to New York, a thousand dollars 
for Vegas, New York, and only 180 for LA, Vegas. Mm. Interesting. And so, like, even with even with inflation, yeah, it wasn't that much different than what right. people pay for first class today. Right, right, right. Yes. Which I will tell you, I have never personally paid for first class. I yeah. have been I have been upgraded. Right, totally. Yes. Because because Nick Astor is a crazy person with points. Right, right, as discussed. And I have gotten comped as a travel journalist mm-hmm, mm-hmm, into first mm-hmm. class. Mm-hmm. And the one time I was flown to LA to do a meeting about a TV show that was being made out of my book, they flew me first class. Well, if you are WGA, if you are in the Writers Guild, um, and you have to fly somewhere for work, they at part of their contract is they have to fly you first class. Really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's interesting to me. That is an interesting fact to me. And I want writers to get all of the perks and things, but wow, that is crazy. That is crazy. I did um, not know that. Yeah. I think it's the same for all, like, it's the same for SAG, same for for DGA. Like, yeah, they have to fly mm-hmm. first class. Well, that is probably single-handedly propping up some of these airlines that are bleeding money. <laughs> <sighs> so yes. what So what happened to MGM Grand mm. Air? This, I mean, what do you think happened, Dory? What do you think happened to MGM Grand well, Air? There just wasn't there just wasn't enough demand for it. I'm I'm shocked. Because even though even though it feels like celebrities are everywhere and that they are ubiquitous and that there are just so many of them in the world, there's not. Right. Right. So they, they didn't have not. enough people. Well, exactly. And it's, you know, it's an interesting thing to think about because I think about supply and demand with celebrities a lot. There used to only be movie stars and musicians as they were the, they were the only, they were the only celebrities. And back then you had two gossip columns and People Magazine and that's it. Right. More celebrities were created when there were more outlets covering celebrities. So mm-hmm. once there were all of the celebrity blogs and then seven celebrity weeklies mm-hmm. in the late 90s, early 2000s, you needed more people to fill to fill this news hole. Yes. And we saw, we saw the rise of the socialites yes. and, then the, and then the reality television stars yes. Yes. and the, yes. the models. And now we have the influencers. So interesting there's so many there's so many more people that would be considered a celebrity today back then it was very finite okay yeah that's that's so interesting you know i mean i do have an economics degree i do like to think about these things (laughs) (laughs) contain multitudes So anyway, there wasn't, there just wasn't the demand. In some of the flights, there were actually more staff on board than there were passengers. Wow. Yeah. Plus, 
then all of a sudden you see a lot more private jets coming onto the market. Okay. Okay. So why would you, why would you fly with 32 other celebrities when you can just fly just you? Mhm. 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 Right. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, so it wasn't I mean it it just it was an idea that didn't exactly work out. Uh they started looking for buyers in the mid 90s and then they they found they 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 found a deal in 95 and the brand was rebranded as Champion Air and it would fly NBA sports teams around the country oh interesting okay cuz yeah those are flights that need to happen and there's a there's a built-in clientele for them there's a built-in clientele for them. And also, you know, billionaires always, always find ways to, to rebrand. They do. Yeah. They do. Yeah. 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 But I, but I still love the idea of MGM Grand Air of just, Mm -hmm. you know, rolling, rolling up to the plane and you're just sitting, sitting next to Madonna. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Joe, this has been a fascinating journey through aviation history. Yes. yes. Las Vegas history. Mm-hmm. Mafia Kirk, history. Mafia history, Kirk Kerkorian history. Yeah. We touched on um, a lot of things today. And I'm excited at the end of this episode, um, as our kicker, I'm going to ask Nick Astor what he knows about MGM Grand Air. Because it would be awesome if we stumped him. I feel like, like you said, like you said that aviation enthusiasts are obsessed with MGM Grand Air. I can't imagine that Nick Astor, noted aviation enthusiast, is not also obsessed with MGM Grand Air or at least familiar with it. At least, at least familiar. Don't, gonna, don't. You know, my husband is a Las Vegas enthusiast. Mm. I'm going to ask him. Ask have him. Have you heard of MGM Grand Air? Here, I'll t- I'll text Nicasta right now too. I'll just let's we can do this in real time. <laughs> Have you heard? Uh, he has not responded. No, no, neither has mine. Mm. All right. Well, we'll have to. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see. To we'll find it. To be continued. To be continued. To be continued. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, listeners. Email us at too much money podcast at gmail.com. Too Much Money is hosted and produced by me, Dori Shafrir, and Joe Piazza. Our music is by Lisa Brenner, and our network partner is Acast. Oh, late breaking. Matt has responded. Not that I can remember, he says. Oh. Stumped. Oh, wait, 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 wait. All right, Nick Nick Astor has responded. Yeah, it was a thing in the 70s. Crazy parties from LA to New York. He knew. He knew. He knew. So that yeah. that tells me it it had it hit more in the aviation enthusiast world than the than the uh Vegas enthusiast world. Because yes. he his next text was, but like Caesars has Caesars Air that goes to Lake Tahoe in Vegas, which is a different situation. All right. Thanks everybody. Okay. Thanks everybody. Thanks Bye. for joining us. Bye. Like a Midas touch by the very first time. I make decisions with my wallet, not my mind. 
one person to control. 